Not that long ago, meditation was thought of as a mysterious activity practiced by spiritual folk in faraway lands. Today, people all over the world are either giving it a try or making it a part of their daily lives. Let's explore how meditation practice can support people in their healing as they recover from Lyme disease. Nicholas Arsenault has been guiding meditations for several years and is studying under Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield. Nicholas was originally drawn to meditation through his own experience with Lyme disease. In this podcast, we will learn how his meditation practice helped him to block out the noise, turn inward, and heal. It is so fabulous to have you on our podcast, Nicholas. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It seems like so long ago, I first met you through mutual friends when you were first diagnosed with Lyme. And like so many of us, we just reach out to total strangers to either offer or seek support. You were the first person I spoke with that had Lyme as we began this journey. And um, I think I've paid it forward by talking to dozens and dozens since. Truly. Uh, Well, I'm super grateful to have you here. How did you find your way to meditation? Well, as you know, and many of your listeners know, um, the journey of Lyme disease is one that can be difficult and strange and a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure. And I found my way to meditation through finding um, it difficult to navigate the mental health piece of Lyme disease, finding it difficult to navigate that choose-your-own-adventure. And looking for a way to um, sort of take ownership of my healing process and to turn inward and really to shut out the noise. Uh, It felt like there was just so much noise and different um, avenues of healing and also a lot of noise in the symptoms I was experiencing. And so meditation uh, seemed like a way to um, really help me Ground myself in that journey. And I had met a, uh, a gentleman who became a friend, a teacher, Jeff Warren, who runs an incredible meditation community in Toronto called the Consciousness Explorers Club. And that was sort of my first avenue into um, the meditative part of my healing process with Lyme. That's amazing. Yeah, the empowerment uh, for your own health is so important. What kind of meditation do you practice and what attracted you to Tara and Jack's meditation training? Well, I'd been um, guiding meditations uh, once I'd moved to Ottawa uh, for several years with a friend, first in her living room and then uh, in a meditation studio that she started, and then uh, over Zoom uh, throughout the pandemic. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't necessarily have any training besides going on retreats myself, besides um, listening and being a part of uh, several meditation communities. maybe I should get some training. And, and this sort of opportunity presented itself. Some friends had been in this program. They were um, um, really excited about, you know, the studying they were doing and learning. And, you know, I thought to myself, I don't necessarily want to be a meditation teacher when I grow up, but I think that, you know, training in this way is going to help me, uh, you know, get through, you know, the next half of my life. Um, whether it's to do with Lyme disease, healing, grieving, parenting, whatever it may be, I think this program will help me and hopefully I can help others as well. Do you have any advice for beginners who've never tried meditation before? 
and who might be scared that they don't have the discipline to get through it? People say, I've tried meditating and I can't do it. Um, I can't sit still. My mind keeps telling me things. I can't turn my mind off. Well, um, you know, the um, archetypal Tibetan monk that is, you know, sitting in a cave for three years, his mind is also running and he's also thinking about, you know, what's for dinner. And he's also thinking about emails he needs to write and things he regrets in his past and things he wants to do in the future. Meditation is not about levitating right away, at least. Meditation is about just experiencing whatever emerges, whatever's unfolding in your mind and in your experience. And everything that happens to someone is okay and a part of the meditative process. So I would tell people, stick with it. Everything you're experiencing and observing is there to be observed, and that is the meditation itself. And to just be grateful that you managed to show up each time. <laughs> it's part of self-care. Absolutely. How does meditation impact and shift mindfulness throughout daily lives? Ah, this is a wonderful question. And I think that for me, my time on the cushion uh, or my time in walking meditation or biking meditation or lying down meditation, all of that is just a practice that I hope, and I've seen the results, can map onto my daily life. When I'm standing in line at the grocery store or um, at a red light or running around chasing my toddler, if I can have that meditation practice map onto my day where I can get one or two or three very mindful breaths, grounding breaths, a sense of presence, then it's working. Then it's, then it's affecting my life. Then it's allowing me to stop and be present and take stock. And yes, three or four breaths later, my mind will be wandering, thinking about the future, thinking about the past, thinking about what's for dinner. But just those moments that I could sit in that observation of myself is, is worth it and valuable. And I'm certainly grateful for. And how is meditating alone different from meditating with others? I was part of a group um, uh, doing meditation classes with you for six weeks, and I, I loved being part of a cohort of people and hearing others' experiences as we were all learning together. In such a group uh, that we were in, it's very powerful because there's a shared experience, and the shared experience is our experience with Lyme disease, however different that may be for everyone else. Everyone has been on that journey and can empathize with each other and can feel supported uh, in a group of sort of um, people that have had that same uh, experience, the ups and downs, the vicissitudes of Lyme. Um, so there's a great power in being in community because you just feel held, you just feel seen. Uh, and all, although most of what you're doing is just sitting, um, there's an opportunity to share as well. And that, that can be very powerful. Sitting on your own is a really powerful thing as well. And it's an opportunity to acquaint yourself or reacquaint yourself with your essence, with your being, with your mind, with the, the well-trodden paths that your mind may take. Uh, acquaint yourself with the self-talk, bad or good, and with 
parts of yourself that may be difficult that you want to overcome and also very relevant to people with Lyme and other chronic uh, complex illnesses is that you can really acquaint yourself with your body, uh, be in touch with your body in a way that is not, um, that is more accepting rather than feeling like you're uh, in a fight or at war with your body. Hmm, I love that concept. That's amazing. Well, I think I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's give our listeners an opportunity to explore meditation with you, guided by you. <laughs> amazing. Thanks, Sarah. I'm uh, really grateful to have this opportunity. Um, so we'll meditate for, you know, uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, it'll be a sort of basic uh, breath-centered mindfulness meditation. We'll also sort of move into the body a little bit with a body scan, uh, very relevant to folks with chronic complex illnesses. And then we'll end with a meta meditation or a loving kindness. And for your listeners, you know, some um, turning inward to their body or turning inward to their thoughts may be difficult, may be triggering. And, you know, you're welcome to follow along this meditation. Um, but you're also welcome just to, to sit in your own process. Um, so anything is really welcome in this space. And yeah, um, so here we go. We'll begin with a bell and we'll, we'll end with a bell. And um, like I said, this meditation uh, is a sort of choose your own adventure as well. So um, We'll just begin by taking a few big, deep, exaggerated breaths just to sort of wash off the day and wash off the moments and wash off sort of any residue of, you know, uh, your, your surroundings and just to acquaint yourself with your environment. So a few big, deep breaths. I just invite you to close your eyes or sort of keep them at half mast. Just settling into a sort of rhythmic breathing, something sustainable and something that feels natural and comfortable. You're welcome to be seated or laying down or even walking. Whatever works for you. You just want to find yourself in a comfortable, sustainable position. As we inhale, we'll begin by sort of lengthening our spine. And on the exhale, just softening. Inhale, lengthening, and exhale, just softening all this tension that we carry. Softening through the jaw and the brow. We often carry this sort of tension in our shoulders or lower back. And 
And as we lengthen, we want to sort of sit or lay down or stand in a, in a, in a way that brings us a sense of confidence, reassurance. Allowing us to really be in our bodies. And sort of bring our attention to our breath. I invite you to just notice your breath. In the inhale, you may feel sort of a cool feeling around your nostrils. Just follow that breath. As it goes up, then there's a pause. And as you exhale, You feel the cool air or the warm air on your upper lip. Notice your chest inhaling. Maybe if you can get your breath down into your belly, you'll sort of feel it expand. I invite you to just spend a few moments with your attention honed on your breath. I invite you to sort of be curious. Try to notice the quality, different parts. Just allowing your breath to be this sort of anchor for your awareness and attention. A place to come back to. If your breath doesn't feel comfortable or you're not comfortable in that space, you can sort of anchor on the sounds around you. Maybe feelings you might have, your hands touching your knees or your seat on a cushion, maybe a breeze. Spend some time just your awareness on this anchor. And if your mind wanders, and it will, just sort of let your attention follow it. Be curious, where does it go? What is the well-trodden path that your mind goes down? Is it planning? Is there some negative self-talk? Is it excited? What is the nature of the mind in the silence? When you're ready, without judgment and gently, just slowly bring your mind back 
to the earth. Slowly bring your awareness back to your breath, the feelings, the sounds. There is no wrong way to do this. There is no right way. Just allowing an unfolding of your experience. Beginning of a meditation and throughout. The chatter in your head, the voice, may get louder or frantic, maybe distracting. That's okay. That's what's happening. I invite you to be an observer of your mind. You are not your thoughts, rather you are the observer. Bring yourself to the riverbank of your mind, watching all the thoughts, ideas, memories, senses float by in front of you on that river. You see them, you note them, you let them go downstream. Be the observer the river of your mind. You're living with Lyme or another illness or really anybody, at times our bodies feel like they betrayed us. A powerful teaching is that pain is inevitable. But suffering is optional. And with that in mind, I invite you to sort of scan your body, small body scan. At the top of your head, bring your awareness to that little sort of. Small spot, the size of a quarter, top of your head.
and slowly moving outwards down your skull, the back of your head, just bring your awareness there. What emerges? What do you feel? What do you sense? Kind of feel this enveloping of your body with your attention down your forehead, over your eyes, through your nose and mouth and your whole face and down your neck. Just letting this awareness envelop you. And just notice there may be parts that are painful. I invite you to just notice them rather than try to push them away. Rather than fighting against them saying no, just say yes, this too. This too is my experience. This too is impermanent. Feeling this sense of awareness down your shoulders and through your arms. The scanning of awareness into your fingers. Really do this at your own pace your own chronology. Just acquainting with every little unfolding of your body's experience. When you have a good feeling, note that as well, but don't attach to it. Try not to crave it. Or try to say, I want more of this. Just let it be and flow by in that river. There will be pain, yes. There will be good feelings, yes. But attaching to them. and the power and attaching them leads to suffering. Let it unfold down your legs, into your feet. Each individual toe. All the while, our breath is there. All the while, our feelings are there. After a full sort of body scan, are you able to sit with a sense of your whole body? Just feeling into where you're at.
while maintaining our awareness and our breath, we're gonna move on to a metta or loving kindness. And in this practice, I want you to conjure or let the sense of compassion or love or energy, however you wanna define it, bring it up. And some may choose to hold themselves in the heart or their hand over their heart or their belly. And just holding yourself, Say to yourself, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be at peace. Now I want you to bring to mind a loved one and hold them with that same reverence and compassion and energy and love and send them those same sentiments. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at peace. And then bring to mind someone with whom you have challenges, conflict, difficulty. And in earnest and with the greatest intention, hold them as well. And say to them, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at peace. I want you to sort of see that sentiment as concentric circles coming out from you, that compassion emanating outwards. And go as far as you want. Your family, your neighbors, the end of your city, or to all living beings, whatever it may be. Send that outwards and say, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at peace. And one last time, I want to bring it in words to yourself. Because this can be the most difficult. Particularly with those who have bodies that are betraying them. Have something else going on. Bacteria in your blood. Whatever it may be. Hold yourself. With that same compassion. Hold your whole self of gratitude and say to yourself, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be at peace. Oh, that was awesome. I do have one follow-up question for you, Nicholas. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> I just wondering about 
breathing. I mean, there's such a connection to breathing and meditation. I just was wondering if you had any comment about that. Yeah, I think for those, for some people, breathing is difficult. Um, so I won't speak for everybody, but breathing is a sort of place to come home to. It gives us life. It's always there. It is sort of this, in the background, this wonderful resource, this metronome for being grounded that we can always tap into. And like I say, if I can get one or two of those breaths a day that I feel really present with, well, then meditation's doing it for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think being aware of our breathing and being, slowing it down a little bit, really breathing through our nose more than our mouths and just being conscious of um, longer, slower breaths can be a really powerful tool and sort of accessible to most of us. Well, I sincerely thank you for sharing the gift of that beautiful meditation with all of us. And uh, you're a wonderful mentor and teacher. And thank you so much for agreeing to join us on the podcast and do that. And I think just, you know, I love that concept that, you know, pain is inevitable, but I think you said, but suffering is optional. And uh, I, I, I also just love the meditation with the river flowing by and kind of being an observer of your thoughts. And, you know, I remember trying to practice being an observer of my pain too as well instead of being a participant. And um, I think there's so many valuable lessons in all of that. Being the observer rather than believing that you are the pain and it's your fault. It's, it's not who you are. You are the observer. And um, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity, Sarah, and to just be able to sit with you and your listeners. Thank you so much, Nicholas. That was wonderful. Have a, have a beautiful summer and uh, look forward to crossing paths with you down the road. Down the river. Down the river. I don't know about you, but I am in the relaxation healing zone now. Come on back and listen anytime. You can listen to this podcast over and over again. If you're interested in learning more about meditation and healing from Lyme, you can reach us at canlimeeducation at gmail.com and we'll post that address in our show notes as well. Enjoy the rest of your summer and stay safe in the outdoors.